Hi guys, welcome to our podcast, Supposedly Adults, where we are four supposed adults sharing our quote-unquote youthful experiences, talking about the most random life topics, giving our thoughts that no one cares about, and just trying to make life suck less. That's right, so I'm Jensen, I'm Melody, this is Calvin, and this is Liris. And today's random question is, is Mahjong the best game ever? Hello guys! Hi! What's up? Okay, today I have a really, really, really important topic that I'm super, super passionate about. So like my brand, as like all my friends know me, is that I love to play and to teach Mahjong. And recently for myself, I actually made like a little video tutorial about how to play because all the online tutorials suck. <laughs> so like, I don't know. For me, I just think Mahjong, I know this is like a completely out of the blue, but like for me, Mahjong, I do feel it is like such a superb game. I don't know what exactly it is about it, but like the game itself is just so fascinating and the history itself. So like, do you guys play Mahjong? Yeah, yeah definitely. Dude, it's the Asian identity. Mm. I feel okay. So just a little background, this is literally the profession of my grandmother. So that is her income source right now. She's just <laughs> playing and she earns so much. So they are, we're, we're talking about in the thousands Hong Kong dollars wow. um, each game. So it's oh literally God. her job, so <laughs> her funny. day job. So that's crazy. How often does she play it? She plays it like four or five times a week, I think easily. Whoa. Yeah. With different Super people, with like the same people. Um, she has like a group of people and there's so much gossips and all that <laughs> sort of drama. <laughs> yeah, and it's okay, literally, yeah, it's literally glee, but then in my <laughs> job. Yeah, but imagine with all grandmothers and you know. <laughs> Like for me I know it's a gambling game where like money does move around, but like that's the thing I enjoy. I don't really like it as like a competition per se, but I, I do like it as a social event. Cause literally you can be sitting there for like minimally three hours and then like not a lot of money is really exchanged or like money is just moved around between the common group of friends that you keep playing with but at the same time the, so the social element is just so enjoyable just talk to people the strategy <laughs> as well I don't know does your grandma have any tips? <laughs> <laughs> no I don't know okay I personally so this is huge for my family it happens every Chinese New Year every Saturday when there's nothing to do um, but then I don't know I feel like I'm not the biggest fan of it, just yes. because... That's criminal. <laughs> That's criminal. That I don't like it that much either. <laughs> no, but I feel like, because it's interesting what Jansen said, right? So this, like the social aspects of it, but I feel like it's most of the time just, you know, each of us doing our own thing. You don't actually talk that much when you do Mahjong though, right? So then you ain't playing aspect. the game right. Do you, talk to, do you like... Do you, do you small talk during the game? Yeah, just like you talk about random stuff, whatever happens, or like when... No, I think yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. our family. Because our oh, the Mahjong game in our family is so intense. Like whenever my sister and I has to play, have to play with my mother and my grandmother, it is the most stressful and intense thing ever. Because <laughs> they're like professional, so we get yelled at all the time. They're like, oh, come on, come on, faster, blah, blah, blah. And then like if you did the wrong thing or you made a mistake or you were like, you have to think like two seconds more, they like full on yell at you. So it is very stressful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's what Jen said. You think mm-hmm. Mahjong is a game. That and then lyrics think that it's a sport because for you it's just like oh chit chatting and all that. It's not. It's life or death. Yeah, it it's on the table. That's why. That's why. 
It's true. It's true. I think I don't fair, know. I think is brutal. But like, I don't. It's so surprising how you guys say like it's such a tense game, which I get. Like for me, when especially when I'm teaching beginners, like um, the amount of time that it takes to think through the whole process and like to know and plan what they're saying, um, yeah, they really like. I can't. I can't. I can't handle that. I need them to be like to have a minimal speed when they play with me so that at least like you can still have a conversation but you can still like it's that balance between like you're focusing but at the same time trying to engage everyone I guess yeah true I mean I, it does take a lot of brain power so I think there has been a lot of research saying that uh, mahjong is actually good for Alzheimer's so then whenever in, in Hong Kong anyway whenever um in, an elderly is being diagnosed with Alzheimer's they would suggest them and recommend them to, to, to play mahjong actually so um that is a huge thing but my but my mom has never been that into mahjong so it has always been just a social mm-hmm. thing and kill time thing but lately she's gotten so into it so there's this canto movie called <laughs> Um, Liku Liku Sanin Chart, and it's like the ultimate mahjong movie with Andy Lau in it. With Andy Lau in it, because mom was bugging me to watch it again for the fifth time with her, um, just because she was like, I've learned so much life theory and principles through mahjong. I've learned <laughs> so much through it. It's and true, though. It's true. So, yeah. okay, so what is what is the one thing that you learned from mahjong, Jansen? I think it's just like. Whenever you're dealt with shitty cards, you just suck it up, give your best poker face, and then just do what you can with them, and then hope for the best. I feel like that's just the mahjong lesson that everyone follows, because you never really know whether you have good or bad cards. Yeah. Like, Dude, I felt yeah. like you cheat, you cheating on mahjong, so because you said poker face, you should have said like <laughs> mahjong face or something. Like, honestly, yo, I don't know. I felt like you cheating. And then you said, you talk about how much you love Mahjong. And yet you don't even say Mahjong face. You say poker face. Shame on you, dude. Shame on you. Yeah, Calvin, this is weird. We should span you for making jokes in this thing. It's not funny. Anyway. No, but I think, I, th- I feel it's like. It's the same. Okay, no, but I feel like. <laughs> no, Mahjong, Mahjong is basically Chinese poker. I feel that is true. Is that is true. It's a lot more complicated than poker. No, but though. like, isn't poker about like, like you don't have to lie in mahjong. You just like, I don't know. Maybe I'm not like as high as advanced in it. But like, I just do whatever I have to do. I don't have to like, you know, pretend that I have a good card or whatever. Or are you supposed? Oh yeah, I mean, you you're, can. You're supposed to do that because then Why? then people. People. So just just intimidate people. Yeah, because there are yeah. a lot of ultimate strategies in it. Because there are like, um, and, well, I guess no, because you pretend that you're gonna win soon, right? And then so they're like, oh yo, oh this guy, this person's gonna win, so I I better like just sacrifice my hand, and then like you know like so that's kind of basically if you basically is if you don't win, then you want to ruin everybody's chances of winning. It's such a dark game, honestly. Sure, it's like, sure. if I can no, get it, nobody like... can get it. It's such a, such a dark game. That is yeah. true. That is true. No, but I, I, I like what Jansen said. Because Jansen was like, oh, if you're dealt with bad cards, then you kind of just have to suck it up. But I feel like, um, in, in the movie anyway, one of the things that they kind of talked about, it's people that react really badly. Um, when they lose or when they win, right? So when they win, they go all happy and they start trash-talking people and try to brag in their face. And if they start losing, then they flip the table and just ruin the game for everybody. That happens in real life. Have you not heard about grandmother? Like, she talks about the story where her friends, like, legit flip the table on them because they Are lost. you serious? Yes! 
That happens all the time. Table. Like actually, I never, I never understood that because you have to come back and like help pick up from the console. <laughs> I never, like, it's never as cool as the the movies shown because you have to like flip and be like, yeah, whatever. And then like five seconds later, you're like, oh, I'm sorry. And then you have to like pick it up. <laughs> Not really that cool. I don't get it. Exactly. And also, once you flip it, you're like, yo, this friendship's over. But like, how, cause how can you come back to this? Like, you, there's no way back, right? You flip it and that's it. Like, you can't do anything. So, I don't know. It's kind of no, weird. but I think they have to because they have no, like, do you know, like. Because they have no friends? Is yeah. that what you're going to say? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I don't want to. Okay, this, is, uh, this sounds bad. But, like, they're 80 years old. I don't know. <laughs> they have limited friend groups. They should, like, I don't know. Yeah, that is true, though. Like, this is, like, their only way of meeting people and the only socializing source that they get. They should really treasure it. Oh, That's but there's true. so much drama. It's crazy. It's amazing. Yeah. Every every time I, I see my grandmother, she, like, tells me this crazy story about, like, Ma Jong and, like, yeah. her friends. It's really cool, but... Yeah. yeah, I don't know. But 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 do you guys feel the same, too? Like, okay, let's say Ma Jong is one specific game, but let's say if you play other games, even Monopoly. I feel like Monopoly ruins so many Ooh, friendships. Yeah, okay, okay, <laughs> but do you guys do you guys feel that, too? Like, do you ever, ever get really stressed out? Or I, I feel like Ma Jong because your money is on the table, so the stake is higher um and but then, that's the fun part yeah, that's I what you so. get to be involved. i guess so but but Jen, when you lose that say do you ever get really upset and when you're happy you kind of get happy and that you know your mood kind of swings with with the outcome of the game right when i lose one quarter of the money it gets really really frustrating mm. and it's not as fun oh. so like my ideal way to win money or like sorry my ideal way to play mahjong itself it's more of just Either I, yeah, either I win at first and then lose money, or win and then like win a little bit by the end, that kind of mm-hmm. thing. But the I guess my question though, the premise is so like how how much are we talking about? Like hundred dollars, a quarter, a thousand dollars? Which currency are you talking I lose, about? <laughs> sorry? Which currency are you talking oh, about? It doesn't matter. Like let's say your dollar, like Hong Kong your dollars, dollar. right? If you talk about <laughs> like fifty cents. Uh-huh. Or like hundred bucks or a thousand dollars. That that make a big difference. Like I don't know. Mm, I don't know. I think for me it doesn't really matter to a point because I also don't really play a lot. The most I play would be okay. So I play also different types of mahjong as well. Mm. So in Singapore, like there's that one dollar for one Thai, but it's up to five five ties. It's a very complicated system, but like, yeah, like I think the most. <laughs> it's a different, it's a different mahjong game or variation itself. But like, I think the most I lost would be when I play with my relatives. It'd be I think a hundred and fifty or two hundred sing. So that's like almost a thousand Hong Kong or like what? A oh and your relatives, they take money from you because usually like, they're like because I'm fresh you... meat. They love playing with like young people. Yeah, usually like okay, I play the younger sister game so they're usually like if i lose a lot they're like oh poor thing and they start giving me money they're like oh i'll give you this like single like five dollars you take that yeah, but that's because i'm earning my money <laughs> oh, shoot. so they're just like okay a new like a new way to feed my family that <laughs> oh, kind of mentality okay. yeah but it's mostly i think during the first uh the first four wins so it's like the first game itself when i start to 
lose money and like it feels like I keep losing then I'm just like uh like I'm not in the mood anymore so it helps if like I'm cushioned a bit before like the eventual fall because I know I won't be as good as them but like you know I want like a little bit of like oh like I'm lucky I'm getting some money before I get into the mentality of like oh okay that's not fun you know Mm. right so the thing is like with games okay I am very competitive but with games do you actually enjoy the game itself or actually winning do you like to play games because you can win and you like just like the feeling of winning? Because if you lose the game, you're like, ah, it's not fun anymore. Then like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, is the result, does the result dictate whether the game is fun or it does it like, is it like the journey that counts? Which Great everyone question. knows is not yeah. true. Cause... But I guess it depends on how many times you play that specific game, right? So if, like, if I keep going back to it, then I know it's fun. Like in Monopoly, I know it's fun. But like for that particular game itself, I enjoy it because I either I want a little bit of money at that period of time or I want in general, that kind of thing. Yeah. Can you tell me, give me three reasons why Monopoly is fun. Right, you wait, dice. what? You I, want, never you want. I, I never so fun. Okay. What? Yes, and also, you, it never ends. I've, I don't think I've ever That's played. True. It never, never ends. ended like a yeah. Monopoly game. It's always like, ah, I'm over it. Yeah. It's so tell me three reasons why people should start playing Monopoly. Because it's so <laughs> damn boring no, like, what, so what's so fun, fun about it <laughs> i'm with you that one's so slow bro i don't oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> but i don't know right because okay for for me personally i don't get very attached i'm i'm in general i'd say i'm a competitive person but not in games maybe because i, I don't know I, I feel i don't care enough but i love because you lose so much that's that, why that's you're not also a possible like, yeah, whatever I'm no like anyway. i enjoy playing board games but i wouldn't mind if i lose um for instance or let's say um, you know, in Mahjong, if I lose, I I feel dumb because that could be fifty dollars spent in McDonald's instead, and I'd be happy. Or oh, okay, I got extra money that I don't deserve. So I mean, I kind of feel very neutral regarding that or indifferent regarding that. But then I get a lot more affected in other stuff. So let's say in my career or in um other you know, aspects of things that I really care about. I guess that's kind of related to attachment in a way that we talked about previously as well, like how, how much it matters to you. That kind of changes how you view winning and lose, losing in that as well. I agree. But I guess the question is, though, when you just play a game with no stick, like there's nothing, like you lose, you lose, doesn't matter. Of course you don't care. But let's say you're playing $1,000 or a career, right, when there's something at risk, and you lose, it will matter to you even more, isn't that's it? That's why like, you don't do you really so? play so big. And that's why I only play with my relatives, like, for that amount. Yeah. And, like, that's that's only after... I only lost that amount of money after playing, like, I think almost all night. So it's more of like, oh, I'm slowly losing this amount. Okay, great. <laughs> but I just keep doing it. <laughs> yeah, because I feel like this this topic actually reminded me of of this thing that I'm kind of struggling with. So um, I get affected by other people's emotions very quickly. And lately I've just learned that there's a term for it called being an empath. But then essentially being an empath is, you know, feeling what other people are feeling and getting really, you know, when when somebody's stressed, you know, I feel stressed too. When somebody else, um, you know, feels happy, then I feel happy. But if they feel depressed, then I feel depressed as well. And sometimes I feel very overwhelmed because I feel like I'm not in control of my own feelings. I'm always being affected by other people. Um, so in Chinese saying, there is this saying called some um, So it's essentially whether your internal state or your 
you know, mindset changes because of the changing changes um, happening in the external context? Or um, does, you know, your internal mindset changes changing the out I don't know. <laughs> dude, dude, dump dump it down for me. It's too complicated. What are you talking about? And then, sorry, yes. sorry, sorry. Okay, my bad. So at you know, in, in Chinese poetry back in the days, you know, they'd go like, Oh, the sky is blue or the sky is, you know, depressing because I'm depressed, right? So the outside world kinda changes because of your internal state. But then there's also things like very easy. Let's say if it's sunny outside I be really happy if it's really rainy outside i feel very depressed so then my internal state is actually you know affected because of external environment so that kind of is two ways to see this mm, but i agree but this is a thing though i agree but uh, okay okay i'm a weird guy so sometimes when it's raining yeah obviously we're like oh so depressed but then I guess this all depends on how you look at certain things, right? Because I can think about like, oh yeah, it's raining, it's so depressing. But at the same time, I can think about like, oh, you know what? But it's refreshing. Now, if I walk outside, I can think about like, oh, how refreshed the air is going to be. I can think about, oh, how everywhere is getting, like all the trees are getting watered and all that. So it really depends on how you look at it because you can look at one things and change your emotion. But then at the same time, you can flip the switch and think, look at things in a different angle and you get a you'd be happier in, in a way so i think it's really depends on how you look at the thing how what angle you mm. choose to look at it yeah but mm. i do agree that like to a certain extent your emotions do impact your performance in like like for the context that we're bringing i guess in terms of games um, yeah, to some extent. For me, I remember there are some Mahjong games, especially when I play with my dad. I think that's more of an issue. <laughs> Where, like, he just annoys me in the first few rounds, and the subsequent rounds, after I lost money plus his annoyance gets to me, then I'm just like, oh, I just want this to be over. Then mm. No matter whether I'm winning or whether I'm losing, I'm just like, I'm done. I don't really want to, like, play. It's just more me sitting there as an obligation to finish the game, mm. you know? But mm-hmm. I also do realise that, like, when I'm in that certain mood, it's usually not a very good outcome like like i don't know just the feng shui doesn't line up and like i'm not getting the cars that i want uh yeah yeah but but tell me what did your dad do to annoy you i'm just curious about that i don't know it's just saying some stuff it's just just family stuff you know like all these little like habits that they don't really they don't really affect you day to day because like they are um spread out or like mm. dispersed from different time periods. But like in the Mahjong when you're staring at this one person or staring at the three people and if if it's three like that's why you have to also pick like the players that you play with. <laughs> if it's three people that you're also not like vibing with too much, like it won't be fun. It won't mm. be it won't be like when you're losing to them you will like feel like it's a personal attack that kind of thing Mm. and yeah that's i think when the game starts getting really bitter and sour and i think same for monopoly as well when you keep losing that sense of just losing even though it's not real money even though it doesn't really cost anything you're i don't know a part of you is just taken away by that person Mm. and you feel like you feel so possessive over this fake amount of money that you just <laughs> that anger and that anger is projected mm. to the other person as well yeah i totally agree because uh, my family is very competitive like like i am super competitive 
but my family is insane. Like my my uncle is like the the mass of trash talk, like like the amount of trash talk he does during the mahjong game. So effective because it's like really because he like shout like he is so good at it because he goes like really quiet and then he goes really loud and it's like, it's like full on intense like. No, do you not know what I'm saying, Melody? I have no idea what you're saying, but you look very funny. No, no, dude, like, he gets a card, right? And then he suddenly just yells, Sigma! But, like, do you know what I mean? Like, it's, like, that sudden, like, shouting. This is a normally quiet person. It's just, like... Yeah, and she's, like, that manipulate... Uh, anyway, I'm... Wait, <laughs> <laughs> You're starting some family no, drama. No, 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 no. Like, just, just during the game. He's a great guy. Jessica... But I also think that's like the fun part of Mahjong because like your personality is shown, that kind of thing. Which is like when you're in that tense moment and like when I'm in a tense moment, when I'm in an annoyed moment, all of like my weaknesses, I don't know whether the shanks show as strongly, but like the weaknesses definitely show up. Mm. Oh yeah, for sure. No, I think what I was trying to say is, sorry, I got very carried away by the... We didn't notice, wow. <laughs> <laughs> no, you seem very calm. No, um... Uh, what I was saying is, because you know, like what Melody and Calvin kind of said, right? How um, sometimes your emotion, you shouldn't let the external factor or other people affect how you feel. Because as long as you change your, as long as you change your mindset, then um, the external factors will also change. And that is very important in Mahjong, right? Because mm. if you let the external factor, if you let the fact that you are losing kind of affect your emotion that it messes with you then you just lose more and more but if you don't let that affect you and then you continue in a positive mood then probably you can win more but then the thing is this is where i struggle with this sometimes because i feel like sometimes people uses this as an excuse to say that i shouldn't feel a certain way when other people do something to me okay so for example right so for example if this person is trash talking right then mm. i should not let him affect me right in like mm. a like ideal situation I should be like oh I should let I'll just like don't like pretend I don't hear it just let him continue to talk and I just have to like stay positive but then then some like when do you make that your responsibility to change how you feel or when do you just like kind of confront them be like yo can you stop that because that's not cool or when do you like yo I just kind of don't want to play with you anymore because like you're making me feel uncomfortable like when do you like how do you like yeah how do you like navigate that I, guess. I mean i feel like my take on it would be you know you can only control what you can control right so um you know whatever other people say or whatever other people do you can try your best to convince them or to call them out or whatever but ultimately they decide what they want to say or what they want to do so that would be completely out of your control then in that case the only thing you can control would be your mindset right so that is why i personally find it so important and i really want to be able to improve that aspect of me me because I, I feel like that could that could go a lot of ways to like a very similar game you know poker let's say right so even if you have a very shitty hand you kind of still need to put on this poker face because um you're not supposed She's to get you know, affected by it and that's kind of game yeah, yeah yeah so you kind of have to do, you know put on that face and, and play that game mm. right and in a more you know reality kind of kind of application would be let's say i'm super calm and suddenly my mom started yelling at me for something really tiny and then i get really frustrated and i get very angry and i yell back so that is something as well so let's say if i can control my state and not get it let it be affected by outside circumstances then in that case i could you know kind of deal with this scenario a lot better yeah i, I agree with it as i especially agree with how like the the just the 
be able to control what you think and all that. So guys, I'm gonna get very personal here and I, I think we should record the date because I'll never get this personal anymore. So I I I so when I when I first moved to Toronto, so I was all by myself because I moved here for school, so I all kind of lived by myself and all that, right? And I remember the first year, I was just living, uh, rented a room in a house, and, and we the doors always closed because there's a cat inside the house, and then I'm allergic to cat hair. I didn't know until I moved there, so my doors always closed, so the cat doesn't come in. So it's just me, basically me with four walls, with not knowing anybody in the city because I don't have any, I don't know anybody in the city. So I remember, like, a lot of days I was just sitting there and be like, yo, dude, it's just me and four walls and that's it. This is my world now, right? Like, doesn't matter if I go for walks or whatever. I still feel like I'm all by myself all the time. And I remember I was, for the longest time, I was keep dwelling on that. I was like, yo, and I feel that, like, a sense of loneliness or whatever, right? But then one day it just hit dawn on me, like, yo, Calvin, like you can let either let yourself keep like, you know, keep being in this state or you can start changing your thinking. So this is so weird by starting going to the mirror, but like, yo, Calvin, you know what? Whatever it doesn't kill you makes you so much stronger. You're a beeping legend. You go girls, I guess. No, no, like, no it's, just so weird. Like, it's so weird. It's really weird. Like it's such a superficial way, but I keep like looking in a mirror and they tell myself that you're a freaking legend. You could do this. Right. But doing that, I basically start changing mindset. Right. Instead of thinking like, yo, I'm so sad. It's all by myself. Now I'm thinking in ter- instead of I'm just thinking of it as like, yo, this is a challenge and you can overcome this. You can do this because you're freaking awesome. Like, I think from that experience kind of lead me to think like, oh yeah, actually I can control how I read the situation. I can control how mm-hmm. I think about certain things. So I guess to go back to the game, like either I can be like, yo, this hand sucks, but like, yo, I can like, you know, not winning right now is fine because, but maybe I can just hold it, hold it, don't lose until, and then later I can win big. Like, it's, I, again, it's all about mindset, your psyche, how you read the situation. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, that's kind of what I learned. Yeah. Yeah. What, you actually, what you said actually reminded me of a um, psychology theory called the self-fulfilling prophecy. Mm. I really like that. because So, so basically, the background of it, the, the, story, uh, the experiment is they went into a classroom. There was, like, let's say, 30 kids. So they handed a random name list to the teacher and said that we did an IQ test on these kids. <gasps> oh, my 15 God. Of okay, them, yeah. yeah, 15 of them are super smart. They're basically geniuses. And 15 of them are just super dumb. So what the teachers didn't know is that this fake, uh, this name list is completely random. Um, so they did not actually do an IQ test there. Um, so and then by the end of the school year, they went in to test their um, IQ test again, and then they realized the the random list uh, or the random group of people that was bi- that has been categorized as geniuses actually got higher grades. And then um, the 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 group that got you know. Uh, basically categorized as dumb they got lower grades so that is called the self-fulfilling prophecy because when you believe that you kind of manipulate that to make it happen as well subtly uh, without you knowing thank you so you're saying i am gonna fulfill my prophecy and become a legend <laughs> is that that's basically what you're telling me so thanks thanks for that <laughs> <laughs> no, i want to talk about this because i actually was watching like a youtube video on this so it's actually called mm. like today like, i think recently i was just it's called the Pygmalion effect. I'm not sure whether I'm mm-hmm. pronouncing it right. Uh, like and subscribe for this uh, 
wonderful fun fact that we're providing our listeners to. <laughs> it's also <laughs> called the Rosenthal effect. So there's like another experiment, like another scientist did it where they took two batches of rats and then gave it to like two different groups of people and then told them like one batch of rats or one group we told them like the rats, they told them the rats are smarter and like the other group we told them like the rats are dumber so like in, mm. uh, even after the results it's similar to what uh, Melody said it's so the rats that were named or like uh, labelled as smarter uh, performed well in like getting out of maze or something and actually like uh, this in a certain way is also true in like politically speaking stereotypes as well they also foster mm. some similar social behaviour when like you take yeah. that effect to account Mm. that's crazy i think that's that's even more impactful because it's on rats and just by telling them yo you're dumb you're dumb you're dumb it actually changes manipulate the results so what i'm telling my dog popcorn would actually affect him i guess <laughs> but the study is <laughs> that, more, is, that is crazy because the study is more talking about because <laughs> <laughs> the study is talking more about like what you tell yourself and then therefore because of what you tell yourself how you actually interact with people so I guess mm. like for this case when we're talking about games when we're talking about how we motivate ourselves it's more of like what we tell ourselves and what we do to ourselves but note that um, what you tell yourself can also affect the people around you and how you perceive them and reinforce certain stereotypes as well yeah, yeah but I guess I'm just gonna be that girl again but isn't that also kind of saying that like in the test that you guys talked about it's less of how that person it's not necessarily on the subjects sorry it's not necessarily like the responsibility Mm, or mm. it's not on the subject whether he feels positive or not Mm, right because it's about society because i feel like this is kind of more saying that how society tells people like who who they value who they don't value kind of changes how you feel so it's not necessarily like whether you tried hard or not because i think that's like sometimes in my struggle with i completely i I completely agree with the mentality and like to always stay positive to change the mindset and to make sure that you can do it but the thing is um some people also uses this to you know look down on or to like trash i'm like not trash talk but like to keep other people down because they're Mm -hmm. saying like oh if you are not um, if you are not succeeding, it's because you don't have the right mindset. Then you should, mm. uh, without like considering mm. how the society or how like the power dynamic, how resources are allocated. Mm. So I think we also have to bear that in mind. Yeah, yeah, that's that's yeah, that's definitely a, a good point because um, you know in the experiment they basically found out that you know when the teachers think that you're smarter, they kind of just give you more. Uh, opportunities to answer questions or even let's say if you answer the questions wrong they would try to prompt you and guide you but mm-hmm. then if let's say the dumb one they just go like you know you can't answer this that's just because okay, you're dumb yeah, so there's no point helping yeah. you so Laris definitely had a good point but that also reminded me of this I don't know what's the proper name of it like the clock effect so let's say if there are a lot of father clocks and then they're all you know swinging at different moments and whatnot there's this really giant father clock there and at, you know, as time goes on, all the Small other clocks, clocks would synchronize would with the big one. So do you think that is like kind of how much you believe in it? So let's say Calvin thinks I can't do it. I think I can do it. And if my energy is stronger and my belief is stronger, my fate is stronger than his, then mine trumps his. Do you get what I mean? But then who's the father clock? Are you saying I'm the that, father that, clock? Be- <laughs> Who is the big <laughs> clock? Oh my god. <laughs> No, no, no. But no, but but the big father clock 
it's basically whoever that has greater energy. I mean, quote unquote. I don't know what's like the proper term to 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 coin it. No, 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 me I keep making dad jokes. It's just my father calls taking. Oh, oh okay. And maybe <laughs> one day it'll expire and you guys kick me out of the group because oh, <laughs> and, uh, never mind, never mind. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, but Jansen, what were you saying? No, I'm more confused about whether this is a social like thing that you were taught with your degree or whether it's like a physics phenomenon. Now I'm interested. In I think it's a physics phenomenon oh, with the clocks that you say. It's kind of like like women sinking their period, no? Is that not the same kind of idea? Is that actually okay, a thing? I, no, I think it's a thing. I think like more hormones. That's not physics. Yeah, so whoever you're like, saying to has like, like a big It's also energy. like biological, like physical, right? Like why would like the period sink? I like how we talk about how woman's period is sinking just like a father clock is sinking. It's so funny. How do you put father clock and period no, but together? It might be the same theory. I don't know. I'm not a like I'm not a science person. But this is my theory. Father clock and women's period. But okay, but comment I, comment down below. Comment <laughs> on our Facebook and Instagram to tell us what you think. I need to I need to look this up before <laughs> the episode ends because I need to know. I need but, to educate the people. <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny though. But no, these are great points. Of like, I guess when we at the beginning we we're talking about how we control mindset, and then you brought a good point, like how. We're really being influenced by other people, right? Mm. But I guess so to go back to it, like so, like right now, like let's say using well, Melly's example, like t- the kids perform better, it's just because like teacher like keep telling them like, ah, oh, you're great, you're great. But to a point is how to get to a point where the kids kind of believe what that person is saying and then somehow mm. internalize that external factor, right? So. At the end of the day, can we still argue that it's still how the kid's thinking about it? Because he, that kid kind of internalized that, right? Because I can keep telling you, oh, you're beautiful, you're beautiful. But then you don't believe it. It doesn't matter. So same thing. Like you can keep telling kids, yeah. you're so smart, but the kid doesn't believe it. It doesn't matter. So yeah, in a way, we're influenced by the external factor. But mm. ultimately, it's the kids who decide their own fate. You know, you know what I mean, mm, right? Mm, mm. So yeah. I still believe it's, it's the self self-fulfilling prophecy yeah, type yeah. of thing. I think I, I definitely get Calvin's point. I think that's a really good point, but I guess the hard part would be society. Like the force from society mm-hmm. is just so much stronger than your little mind because let's say if everybody tells you being fat is ugly, society then, is the big you know, it's hard for you to it's hard for you to not believe otherwise. So I guess what my learning from this is, you know, one, you know, you could try your hardest and try your best to 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 change your mindset and remember one takeaway would be the self-fulfilling prophecy so don't legend. do that to yourself <laughs> but then but then the second takeaway for me is to be kind to other people i think that is also why um in our generation we focus so much more on you know don't fat shame don't you know kind of don't don't degrade mm-hmm. other people and sometimes you know the older generation going back to the boomer thing you know i feel like how they grew up would also be you know i'm giving constructive criticism and that's how you get to improve by me trashing on you or telling you you know what's not okay about you but i think that is that is that is you know a very important reminder to just be kind to other people because you don't know that one thing that you might have said to this person would affect him maybe 20 years down the road oh yeah i totally agree you know what this is kind of interesting because 
with what you just said, because I felt like we often just so focusing on I mean, me as human nature. We're always so focusing on people like the bad side of people. Why well, just like pick out? Oh, this is wrong. Oh, you're not. You let's say let's say someone's wearing an outfit, right? Be like, yo, that jeans not doesn't look good on you. Like, oh, that shirt's too short for you, right? But instead, and just kind of human nature, keep picking out all the all the negative aspect of a person. So I felt like we should instead of doing that, which is just focusing on the bright side of things, like focusing on the positive of that person. Like I heard that analogy is like how everybody's always wearing a basket in the front and always basket at the back. So in front, it's just a basket where you can where you can only see it. It's all the good things about you and all the bad things about you don't really see. It's you wearing it at the back. But then we all kind of each follow each other. So which means we constantly seeing what's good about ourselves and constantly seeing the bad side of the people. But then I feel like we, we need to turn that around. We start seeing the good of the people. And we've been doing so, we'd be able to do a little bit more encouraging, right? And then, and in turn, like being kind, kinder, encouraging each other to be better. And again, it's a big, it, I mean, I don't know. It's really, it's impossible to change it, I felt like. But mm. I felt like we just need to do our part. Right? We just need to do our own part. We can't really be so concerned about what other people's doing. We just need to do our own yeah. part of it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a good point. But I also just want to raise this, how there might be a gender difference in in this. I don't want to generalize it, but I feel like as a woman or as girls, you tend to see your flaws before you see your good. And that is how society has trained you. Um, That is, you know, from imposter syndrome. We could be talking about this. I could be talking hours about imposter syndrome. And it's 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 a thing. Like society and family, they have taught girls to just look at flaws of yourself and before you basically appreciate because my mom used to tell me that a lot growing up and she'd be like you know every time something bad happens think about whether it's your fault first because it's likely that you have a you know stick in it and I think it's great you know education are great value to have but at the same time it has also trained me into this negative self-talk all the time so every every time something really minor I just kind of beat myself you know and I you know, I think I think that while you know Calvin's reminder is very good, but it's also good to be reminded that you should not you know <laughs> criticize yourself that much. You can't talk. <laughs> okay, so, I've been dying to say no, something. I've been dying. I've been doing all the hand signals. Oh, so I, I can talk because I was actually exactly talking about that because we were talking about how you know again. Uh, like I, I guess it's a common theme how to strike balance between society and then yourself. Um, so now I am holding my she actually has the book <laughs> in her hands. No, because I was reading this book because I had this um gender and leadership course that we were doing. So a lot of the um there's a lot of critique on leadership programs on like fixing the people. It's like the gender thing that we talk about. So like fixing the woman, right? So uh, basically saying that oh women um are not succeeding as well as men it's because women are taught by the society not to have not to be as confident or whatever or as doubting yourself that's why they're not succeeding so these courses are like targeted to women be like oh you should lean in and to like change your attitude so that um you can succeed and then a lot of critiques for these theories is that you guys are they are ignoring the the larger force because like, why do you think the women are not leading in? There are a lot of external factors. So it's very one-sided. <laughs> Every time we talk about Stacey Abrams, I never do it justice. Um, but I think what what's great about Stacey, because this book is about 
minority leaders so basically telling how you should like how you can succeed as a minority like as a black woman or like a queer woman or whatever um so they're basically saying that you have to be aware of the external factor because when a person tells you long enough that you're not good enough you'll just internalize it and you believe it so mm. in one mo in one part we really have to be aware of these social like ex external factors we have to work hard do our part be kinder to each other be inclusive to change this outer um external mm. factor um, but at the same time, while the things are changing, we also have to keep reminding ourselves that whatever people tell us is not necessarily true, that we should believe in ourselves. We should like change our mindset to doing that. So I think it's very important to balance the both. Sorry. Is this book the same book as you yes, it was recommended? Oh, okay. Yeah. So no, well, Audible should like sponsor us. For <laughs> 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 more, more books. Right? So I support. <laughs> You can tell that's the like that's the only book I've read this year. That's recent Wow, okay. We just had a really in-depth conversation about what uh yeah. yeah from Mahjong, which again further points out that Mahjong is the best game ever to exist. I think that's a very good conclusion that I hope all the listeners take away. Yeah. <laughs> and if for all the I guess Chinese listener out there. If you don't know how to play mahjong, you're not a real Chinese. I I I pretty I Go, believe in that. If you don't I'm know, gonna, you're not real. Go plug. I'm gonna plug my video. Uh, please go watch my tutorial. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but link it, Jensen. Oh wow. Oh, yeah, oh, we'll discuss about that. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Wow. I feel like it's Thanks, super guys. smooth for this. Yeah, app. so I, I smooth. <laughs> Again, people should sponsor us. I uh, yeah, I can't sponsor us. <laughs> I've been conflict yeah, of interest. This podcast is sponsored by Jen's tutorial. Well, it's not making any money too. <laughs> we we we're all poor. <laughs> yeah, but it's good though, because without Mahjong, that crazy rich Asian scene would not be as bad as. I have so issues I with that scene, but that's another topic. But okay, okay. okay. Yo, we should talk about crazy rich Asian one episode. <laughs> Yeah, we should do that. Okay, okay anyway. anyway. We're Singaporean, of course, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Another topic. We'll save it for next time. Okay, all right, great. Cool. Thanks, right, guys. Bye. 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 Bye.